Hello, everyone. Welcome to Chan Podcast. Here is where you learn about meditation and Chan. So, what is Chan? Chan, spelled as C H A N, is the Chinese school of Mahayana Buddhism and is the originating tradition of Japanese Zen. We encourage you to learn and practice meditation with a group. If you like to, feel free to visit our website, LondonChanMeditation.org. Good evening, everyone. Uh, first, first, I want to I want to apologize that we we sent out the incorrect link in this week newsletter. Uh, but anyhow, you well, it's a good thing you kept uh, you all kept the old new e news, so you were able to to join us tonight. Um, There may be some people then keep the old e news. I apologize for that. Uh, just in case, you know, we will certainly we'll double check on that the uh, to make sure it's accurate. And if it happens in the future, uh, you can go to our website, Vancouver Chan Meditation Center. Uh, currently, uh, the Wednesday uh, sitting, uh, the, the Zoom link is. Uh, published on the homepage. Uh, in the future, I'm not sure uh, if we add more online activities. You may be, uh, you still can find it at the weekly practice session there. Okay. okay so how everybody's doing? Uh, uh, you all had a good time. How did you celebrate the Canada Day? And for some of you uh, living uh, outside of Canada, I also hope that you have uh, a pleasant, enjoy uh, your week. Did anyone been sit at all in the um, in the previous two weeks until today? Anyone? Okay, all right. <laughs> okay, quite honest. Okay, good. All right, but I don't know. It may be um, you have very busy life, and right now, uh, uh, a lot of things, uh, workplace is back to normal. Uh, you now you find yourself adjusting to a new schedule now. Uh, you may need some time, but even though you may not be find an idea, time, and place for sitting meditation, and try to do some others, uh, like walking meditation and, and also uh, the A4 movements, uh, even one movement or two movements helps. Okay, so tonight. Uh, can you all hear me? Okay, all right. Uh, so tonight, uh, the topic of, of my talk is true and false. Does anyone feel, what kind of a topic is this? 
but our, what's there to talk about? Are we going to spend 30 minutes listening to a Dharma talk on true and false? Let's find out. <laughs> yeah, true and false. What is true? What is false? Uh, years ago, I think it's either in 2015 or 2016, we're celebrating our 20 years anniversary, the Dhamma in Vancouver. Huge us. A whole crew of members coming to our parking lot and make it into a big stage. And uh, so we don't have any parking space. We have to ask our uh, two neighbors and the neighbors in the back, which is a uh, Islamic school. Uh, it's a weekend, so we have their entire parking lots. And we turn our parking lots into a performance stage. And, and we have arranged a special program for, for children that date. We we'll hire, we engage, we contract a magician to come here to do the magic show. Of course, when the show starts, uh, before, you know, and uh, uh, at the announcements, all the children, they, they come near to the stage to be able to have a very close and careful, you know, watch what the magicians do. So they all go into the front row and sitting on the floor, on the ground. First, a magician, you know, it's pretty much, uh, you have all seen first playing uh, the, the, his magic with the playing cards the potent, they use in the poker games, and then some ping pong balls. And then finally, a bird, a live bird, a flying bird came out. Pigeon, actually, you know, a white pigeon. Then flying. Wow, you can imagine how exciting you know, uh, that all these children are, you know, and, and, and then ask, you know, happy. I think we all had, had, had this experience, right? And then in our childhood to watch a magic show, that's the most exciting things, uh, activities. So that, that show went well, but now imagine there was perhaps a rookie magician or an amateur magician who flopped in this show, you know, dropping the cards you know, from his sleeves and then birds slipping out of his head. Wow, what a disappointment would that be? And the children were pointing fingers at him. That's a fake magician, not a real one. <laughs> not a magician, 
He's a fake one. So if he performed the show successfully, a seamless show, completely flawless, that you cannot even tell where the birds could possibly be hidden all the time, where he hide his balls and cars. It's just perfect, seamless, flawless show. Yeah, that's a real magician, huh? Is this magic show real? Is the tricks he play real or is he real? It seems like when things turn out to be matching our perception and acting in a way in accordance to what we believe and expect we say it is true or real. When it falls short of our expectations, not matching with our perceptions, not acting in the way we believe, we say it is false or fake. This is how We will review or judge or grade that magician, the performance of that magician. And similar situations occur in our life too. Such as misunderstanding i'm doing this things where you're perceiving very differently true and false and this is how misunderstandings occurs What you perceive, what you hear, what you understand is not really what the other person means or intended to express. Same thing, miscommunications. I'm just talking the same thing, one language, one voice, one word at a time. But somehow, that person, the listener receive the message, or perhaps most of the talk, most of our conversation, very differently. And when two people went to the third person, go to the same person, and telling their own versions of the conversation, the third person will go a little bit you know frustrated or start saying oh 
One of them is saying the truth. The other person is telling lies. It's false, making a false remarks. Interesting, isn't it? Another. Another thing's very interesting. I don't know whether you have come across with such an experience or story. A child master. A true, genuine, real chant master, authentic chant master versus a fake one, unauthentic, not a real or true chant master. Yeah, it does exist. Some people usually eat they may have some experience. And somehow they enlarge that experience. That person read or heard or interpreted, uh, you know, from the, the trap master discourses from ancient times, read a lot, and starts imitating. Acknowledging or sometimes without noticing and start fabricating that in his mind and acting like that, acting like the weight, sometimes intentionally with L intentions. You know, trying to pump up himself, make him famous you know, have a lot of followers, is sometimes just simply try to behave like a real teacher. You know, follow the rules, follow the precepts, how a teacher, a decent teacher should communicate uh, with his students, how he should contain um, his temperament, emotions, or all kinds of things, modifying, trying to do that. And then perhaps at the very beginning is a learning process for that person, for that teacher. And later on, too much fabrication added on. And then he thinks he's a real child master. He but he hasn't reached that kind of attainment to be a child master because the way he behaved himself leading himself the way you know fully uh, you know um, knowledgeable and a lot of experience and you know um, presented himself a trimester and people believe that because what people does not have the knowledge the experience To recognize, to discern a true trimester from and 
authentic one. In our life, everything we encounter, every instant in our life, incident, is rare that we can see through deeply and thoroughly, comprehensively. in terms of the working operation of causes and conditions. And this also have a lot to do with our understanding of Dharma, of Buddha Dharma, and the level of our practice experience, actually living the Dharma. So the scope, the death, the all aspects in terms of time and space could be narrow, limited, constricted, and shaped by our views, experience, and bias, all that kind of things, our mental constraints. So we don't see the whole picture. We can't see it through clearly. So what you see let's say another person uh, have uh, be able to experience uh, profoundly, and be able to perceive the worlds and uh, uh, more broadly, uh, deeply in their understanding of two of you will be very different. Even look at the same thing, saying instant. If we say the other person who can see the see through the whole thing presented a better truth of the whole thing. And what do you understand? is quite narrow and limited, it will be only partial. And according to how we define almost everyone, define the truth and false, real and unreal, fake, want, assume we definitely fall into the false or untruth side. So the truth and false, in a sense, is really a comparative, from a comparative sense. This is one way of seeing this, false and true. From another perspective, our life, as we all understand, our life uh, is the result of working of causes and conditions. 
we are also the producers of causes and conditions. And we are also at the same time byproducts of causes and conditions. Operating, working under this, by this law of causes and conditions, nothing is fixed, nothing is permanent, nothing is stands alone by itself, independent. So in other words, things change all the time. So we say the life is transient, in, is illusory. not as real as we think by the definition, how we define real and truth. Just think about our life. In our life, we all play many, many different roles. We're young, we're a little girl or boy, daughter and son, of someone, parents, and then you become a playmate of your friends, and then you get a job, so you have from Monday to Friday, you have a different role to play. You can be the boss, you can be the colleague, you can be the subordinate, you can be the teacher, coach, student, or, or even a public service servant. Or even a group in a movie setting. And then later on, uh, you play the role of husband and wife, someone's partner, and a father and mother, or someone, someone else in laws. We play even different roles, various roles, according to the days of the week. <laughs> Not only throughout the lifetime, even in the same period of time, there are multiple roles you play. But to each role you play, the way you interact, behave, or even communicate with people are also different. You play according to the circumstances uh, requires. So seeing in this perspective, our life is a very, very long drama or movie. 
And sometimes we are the director, lead actor, actress. Or a helper, like a group in the movie setting. And sometimes we're simply audience. In a sense, each role you play is true and real, undeniable. We, all of us, and every one of us, inevitably, or a social animal, living in a society, we all play many, many different roles in this long, long drama, whether you like it or not. Can you tell what is real, true? What is false or unreal? And recognizing that our life is illusory, always changing, first we need to recognize that and accept this reality. And what should our attitude, what should our attitude be? Recognizing our life is illusory. But the role we play, we play it real and play it wholeheartedly the best we can. There's nothing, there's very little we can control. or anticipate or plan. Because the occurrence of every single thing relies on the working, the smooth working operation of, of many causes and conditions. They are shaped by millions of causes and conditions. Yes, I'm seeing, yes, I can count 10, 10 conditions. But in the what, what a time frame, what time frame? If you expand the time frame, it would not be just 10. You can even trace the one conditions somehow to have an impact on this occurrence of these cases from 20 years ago. So actually, 
all these conditions and causes not only beyond our control and often beyond our imagination. So falling short of expectation is very normal. <laughs> Simply because the life, the nature of life is illusory. Yes, something you can plan on, you expect it, the result, that's in a very tiny scope, very short. But, wow, five years, five years of your life. How much instant in this five years of life have you ever been able to control well? Or has that played out to your plan or expectation, meeting your expectation? So recognize that, accept. So we no longer have illusions and turn into delusions. Play real. Play the road with your whole being, body and mind. Not just body or mind, daydreaming, body and mind together, clear head wholeheartedly. And only in this way you will witness and experience the most beautiful sceneries along the journey. Only in this way your life will be enriched and fulfilled and you grow, you become matured. And then your potential, undeveloped potential will be gradually and hopefully fully developed. So for us, ordinary people, yes, there exists a distinction of true and false, real and fake. And we need that. But could you imagine a person that who can tell what is true, what is false, real and fake? Well, that would be in a big trouble. I don't want to talk about the other person. That's a liar. It's not about his judgment about true or false. It's a skills. It's a skills we all need to learn and required. It's a skill. It's a survivor, surviving skills. To be able to tell what is true, what is false, real, and fake.
And for bodhisattvas, gray beings, compassionate with wisdom, profound wisdom. In their stage, what they experience is the truth is no other than false. False, none other than truth. True and false, no different from each other. No other than that. But for the Buddha, for Buddha experienced, there's no such things as, as true or false, real or fake. For us, ordinary people, first, you need to learn to acquire the skills, correct views and knowledge to be able to tell true from false, real and fake. And then we need to learn and practice, be able to treating the real and the false without discrimination. discriminating uh, treatment and the attitude, meaning that some become attached to truth or you believe it's true, developing the test for uh, the false. be able to embrace both true and false. Not become discriminating against one or become attached to. Be able to accept them. Be able to accept the people who's presenting or illustrating manifest as truths and, and, and the one as false or fake. But this mindset, living our life, interacting with people, experience all the things happening in our life. And that will help to reduce our vexations, our life will be more fulfilling, 
Richard and and nice and beautiful, as I said, beautiful scenery along the road. It seems to have a tendency attached to something real, truthful, and then something false and fake, dislike it, and detest it, you know, treating them equally, knowing that clearly this is true and false, and be able to to broaden our mind, the capacity of our mind, allow us to see the whole picture. When you become attached, attached to certain things, or become detesting anything, you're confined by that. You're completely constricted by that, entangled by that. You no longer have this opportunity. You are losing the opportunity, the capacity to see the whole. To see something deeper, thoroughly. What you see is true. You may stick to that particular severe aspects. How about this, that, that, and that, there? We're actually limited by what we experience, what we know, what we understand at this moment. So don't continue perpetuate that limitation. Allow it to stay. Allow it to be like that. Like accept it. Once you accept it, allow it that and play real. Play with your whole being. And all the speckles start to fall off. And that takes practice. That takes a thorough, thorough thinking, understanding of the Buddha Dharma. Those two go hand in hand. Your understanding of the Buddha Dharma should, should also, at the same time, practice your practice of the Buddha Dharma. Should go hand in hand with your study and understanding the Buddha Dharma. And those complement each other and then deepen your uh, understanding your practice and your experience of the Buddha Dharma. That's what we should be doing. The way to go. Okay. Okay. I'll end my talk here. Uh,